up everybody? Welcome to episode 5 of Suede Memories. We're listening to the Reverend Horton Heat. Badass fucking musician, guitarist. Part of the Rockabilly Revival mix. He's one of my top favorite musicians of of all time, I guess, with Rockabilly and stuff. I haven't been listening to much of them lately, but I, I kind of, you know, after, after doing the podcast, I dug back into my old CDs and stuff and put it on man the guy just kills it man so i'm right here with my co-host ld it's just gonna be me and him tonight we're gonna do kind of a recap kind of uh just chop it up about music and the rockabilly revival scene and you know knowing the guy being that uh you know jim heath uh calls himself a reverend i don't i don't even know if he really is man but it's, it sounds good i i'd I rather him be my reverend than anybody else that's for sure so anyways um so it's just me and LD. What's up, man? What's up, dude? Yeah, so... Yeah, so knowing that guy, huh? Knowing the guy, man. I was talking to my, uh, my boy Vic this morning. You know, he works with me now. Uh, he's always here every morning. But, you know, a topic kind of came up about, like, you know, always, like, trying to find somebody that can do it cheaper. Yeah. You know? And, like, how when you're starting out with pinstriping or any kind of, like, I guess... Because he was... Do he told me he used to do upholstery. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, man, a lot of guys were going to me because, you know, they knew I was coming up. Yeah. So, so they'd always try and get like super good deals. Yeah. You know. Kind of take advantage of that. Yeah. And then I was telling him like, well, that's it's kind of how it is, bro. It's like when you're in the car scene, I guess for some reason, like if you know the guy, yeah, like you kind of got some some clout. It's like leeway. Yeah. <laughs> it's like leeway, you know. <laughs> and it's like I was telling him like, well, that's just kind of how shit goes. I mean, it's just unfortunate that it has to be like that, but I mean. Everybody just has kind of has to learn that on their own. Yeah. So it's part of like the game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because when you're first starting out, you want to, you know, get your name out there. You want to be known. You want to, you know, be the guy, I guess, you know, yeah. and then, and then 10, 12 years into it and your bills unpaid and you're fucking hurting and you're like, damn, this guy shit ain't working. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make some money. I need to be like Chip Foose or I need to be like, you know, these professional guys. Man. I, mean, I got to be that other guy. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be the not known guy. You, yeah, you you turn real quick into not wanting to be known anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, what do yeah. you like? Do you remember your experiences when you first started out doing other people's cars? You know, like. Oh yeah, big time, man! Shit, when I first started uh, pinstriping and I I got back from the navy. Well, even when I was in the navy, you know, when I first started doing it, I had a little ledger that I that I kept, and like I think my first job. It was like five bucks, right? Yeah. And I even wrote that shit down, dude. I had like a little notebook, <laughs> like five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars, yeah. and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like some dude brought me a surfboard. You pinstriped. Yeah, yeah. I pinstriped a surfboard, and I was like, "Oh, dude, I'm killing it. I'm gonna charge this guy a hundred dollars." And I, I think I told him like, "Hey, do you owe me a hundred bucks?" He's like, "Oh, come on, man. I only got twenty bucks." And I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> so, all right, I guess. That was you your know. first experience. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, you start learning real quick, man. Like. You know, at the same time, I was in the environment where like nobody, nobody. I mean, there wasn't. We weren't doing car shows and shit, man. Like, yeah, I didn't know. We didn't have no social media, so it wasn't like, hey, dude, look, I'm a pinstriper. Like word by mouth type of thing. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. even like that because nobody knew I was doing it yet. Oh, I, so I got back from into San Diego, and um, I went to my first car show, and yeah, dude, I started striping cars, man. Like right there in front of everybody, just for like fifty bucks, you know, hundred bucks, wow. you know, like just. I was so happy to do it, you know. I was like, yeah. oh, I can't even believe that they're even letting me do this. 
Because it was all old 50s cars. It was like a custom car show, you know? Was this like at Chicano Park Day? Oh, hell no. This, 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 this was in Orange County at the observatory. Um, oh, wow. There was like a little like rockabilly car show, man. Because there used to be a lot of rockabilly car shows back then. Up in, yeah. Up in Orange County. and uh, Yeah. yeah. So this one was at the observatory, and I don't, I don't know who was playing, but they had, like, little vendors outside, and I had, like, a little table with, like, some, some stuff to sell, and I was just right there striping, man. I was 21 or 22, I think, so. Wow. Yeah, people were just coming up, man. Hey, strike my car. Oh, yeah, for sure. So then he starts striping. I was striping this guy's hood. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, I want you to do the, the trunk, too. I was like, oh, I don't know, man. Like, I don't even know what to charge. I don't know yeah, what this you, shit costs, you know? Yeah, you I just knew that I like doing it, Yeah, you know? And so then another dude came up. And I remember it was this guy, uh, Joe Hicks, and he, he uh, ended up owning the Zombie Lounge in in, in uh, San Diego off 35th Street. Damn. Yeah, and um, he came up to me and wanted me to do his dash. Okay. And we started chopping it up, and it turns out he was from San Diego. I'm like, well, what are you doing all the way up here? He's like, well, we saw this in the reader. I don't know because where he saw it, but yeah. he ended up going up there, and he was from Michigan. He was fresh from Michigan. Oh, and, wow. Uh, yeah. And he moved to San Diego, and then we, when we got home, I pitched right the rest of his car. What kind of car do you have? It was a 53 Chevy, the oh, two-door, like, uh, coupe. Like the, yours? Yeah, no, it was a Chevy. Oh, oh Mine was Chevy, a Ford. Yeah. Ford. Yeah. So, yeah, he, and, he ended up, we came back to San Diego, and, you know, he's like, I'll hit you up, man. And he, for sure, he did. He called, ended up calling me, and he came to my house, and yeah. I pitched right his car in the, in the driveway. And by this, you haven't had your, your 53 Ford. Oh, I already had it. You already had it. Yeah. Oh, it was wow. already chopped, too, and everything. Oh, yep. was it yeah, I had my 53 Ford, bro, and I didn't, I, I didn't stripe yet. Oh, wow. So you had this car, like, way yeah. before you even just... I bought the 53 Ford when I got back from a deployment. And, um, because really, I joined the Navy to buy an old car. That was, really? that was my your whole goal. Your incentive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so people want to, like, go to college. Yeah. I wanted to buy an old car. <laughs> that was my life goal. <laughs> right there. Yeah, get married, have kids. Nope. I want to have a fucking. I want to have a chopped custom. Yeah. The first chopped custom that I seen up close was at Frisco's Diner in Downey, where like Larry Watson used to go and stuff. And, yeah. Um, it, it was like a little hamburger spot that they had, they had cruise nights every Wednesday. Okay. And I remember seeing this this primer gray '54 Chevy man. Wow. Yeah, and some young guy was driving it, and I I didn't look at the guy or anything, but I seen the car, car yeah. and I was just oh, in love, dude. And it wasn't even finished. I, re I always remember that. It, I, it wasn't even finished. Like, it had no inside door panels. I just knew that's what I wanted. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I want one of these fucking cars. Fuck a yeah. chop car. Yeah. And I was like, how am I going to do that? And you and they, we would have auto traders. I don't, I don't know if you're old enough to remember those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so you go to the AMP and buy the auto trader. Yeah. That'd always be like a 54 Chevy for like 800 bucks. Really? 1200 bucks. Yeah, dude. Damn. Yeah. And I was like, I remember I will tell my dad, like, hey, dad, you know, uh, I want to get one of these cars, and he'd be like, "Nah, man, I, I, I don't want no junk here at my house. You, uh, you need to go get a job and be, become a human being, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and lose this pipe dream of like being somebody." Totally crush your dream. <laughs> yeah, dream, yeah. Dream crusher. Don't try to be somebody. Go fucking work at a factory and, and <laughs> do, what do you're that. Told. Yeah, which I'm sure a lot of my listeners could could really, uh, you know. Uh, understand that because that's just how like Mexican parents are, man. Yeah. They don't understand that, but yeah. Um, but no, nah, man. I, I so then this recruiter is walking around my high school, and I was like, Hey, man, you know, what's up with the Navy? And he's like, You know, if you join, you know, what do you like, man? Oh, I like old cars, I like muscle cars. He's like, Dude, you can go to boot camp, and by the time you get out, you'll have like eight thousand dollars, and you'll buy yourself that old car. They I was like, Sign me up, yeah, you fucking I'm gone, dude, yeah. yeah. 
Wow. And I went to the recruiting office and signed up. I'm like, I'm going to the Navy. That was because at the end, I just wanted that old car. Yeah. Not realizing I just signed away four years of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You pretty much... You know, I mean, I, I I know I signed it away, but I, I had no idea what I was in for, dude. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Coolest, yeah. Just the end goal, right? Top end goal was the old car. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the so, old yeah, car. One, after one deployment, I got home and I called my bank and I was like, you know, because I had been sending money into another account at home. Yeah. And I called to see what the balance was and I was like, there's probably like 2,500 bucks in there. I ended up having like $8,000 in that account. Damn. Because I had just been saving my money. Yeah, he was, he was, uh, he was spot on. Like eight grand. Yeah. Well, I mean, it didn't take four months. It took like a year oh, and a half. Okay. Yeah, dude. Yeah. But it was there. Yeah. yeah. So I got home and sure enough, I, I bought the car in Orange County. Wow. Uh, went home and looked in the auto trader. I found the Ford and uh, I bought it in Huntington Beach. Is that what you were looking for or was that just like the first thing that You know what, dude? Honestly... I bought it because I used to walk by Classic Tattoo in Fullerton, where oh, yeah. Eric Mosky used to work, uh-huh. and he had one. Oh. And I remember being in high school and seeing that he had one. It was black. It yeah. was like black primer. And I remember going, because there used to be like a lot of like old vintage clothing stores around there where the shop was at. Yeah. And I remember seeing it parked out front there, dude, and I was like, oh, that thing's sinister. So badass, dude. Yeah. And so I was like, I want one of those. And then I, I kind of like, I think I asked my boy Jerry, I'm like, hey, dude, hey what kind of car is that that, that dude has, uh, Eric Mosky's? Because uh, I knew it wasn't a shoebox. Yeah. And he was like, that's like a 53, like a 52 to 54 Ford. And so the one I bought was a 53. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to buy it. Yeah. And I, I remember buying it and being like, dude, this thing is like four feet off the ground because it was like stock height. Yeah. You know, old cars when they're, when they're yeah. stock, they're, they're huge, dude. They yeah. look lifted. <laughs> and so I was like, how am I ever going to get this thing how I want it? Yeah. You know, like. On the, the ground. Yeah. Because yeah. I want it on the ground, you know? Yeah. And back then, yeah, bro, I mean, we're so quick to just go on your phone and be like, what does this car look like again? Dude, yeah. we didn't have that shit back then. Yeah, fucking find one. You had to go and, like, either take a picture of it and go develop the fucking pictures <laughs> to, see the, to see it again. Yeah. Or you just had to have, like, a mental memory, dude. Damn, yeah. dude. Or fucking draw it or something. Yeah, yeah. and I couldn't draw. So, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And I just, so I bought that. And I'm like, well, I'll figure it out as I go. And then, yeah, dude, it needed a, it needed a rear end because they had put a, like a motor tranny out of a like a um, grand marquee or something like that oh, had like okay. a 460 ford in it damn yeah like a big block chevy i mean big block, big block ford motor in it yeah yeah so but the rear end was stock so when you drove it on the freeway it was it was really high gears you know so you could only go like 45 50 miles an hour the motor was like screaming damn yeah so i ended up uh buying a I remember I asked Jose from JMV Auto Automotive. I'm like, hey, dude, my car's, oh, I'll just put a, a, a taller gears in it. You just buy another rear end from the junkyard. Because back then you just go to the junkyard and get one. Yeah. And so I was like, well, how long? You know, or Trying to figure which, it which out. car? Yeah, I didn't yeah. fucking know, dude. Like, did you <laughs> measure? What? I had no idea what I was doing, dude. Yeah. But one day I just went, I bought like a cheap toolkit from AutoZone and I went to the to the pool boy right there in, in Otai. Uh-huh. Oh, so, yeah. Not Otai, the other one. The N1 Energy or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went down to the junkyard and I, f- I found the Granada and I went underneath there and pulled the rear end out, man. And yeah. freaking hauled it home. Hell yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, there it is. That's the rear end. It was like 120 bucks. <laughs> and then, yeah, one day uh, I was living with this guy. Uh, his name was Sean. He used to play in all these uh, rockabilly bands that played at Tio Leo's. Yeah. And um, he was a drummer for them. And he had a 58 Chevy four-door that he drove every day. He drove it every day. It was his everyday car. He used to work at E&M Auto Parts. You know where that's at? Nah. That old school auto parts store on Maine. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. He used to work there. 
And so I told him I got there and he's like, yeah, I'll help you put it in one day, man. But man, this guy was living the life. He must, I think Sean at the time was probably like, must have been like 20, 29 years old, single. Playing rockabilly. Playing in rockabilly bands, bands going out every night drinking. Driving a cool ass car. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He's a pussy galore. Yeah. So, yeah. And so then I ended up putting the rear end in there and I was, I was in... The car drove so good after that, man. Yeah, no. Yeah, I just drive it. That's why I drove to Paso Robles and did all that shit. Yeah, no issues. No issues. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. And you kept doing that with all your other cars, right? Mm-hmm. You have, like, uh, Toyota rear ends. Oh, I had a 36 Ford 5 window. And um, I channeled that car over a Toyota truck chassis. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Like a 91 Toyota truck chassis. Damn. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, my 51, same thing, man. I just try to build everything for, like, super cheap. Like, yeah. I wasn't really into... And durability. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to go find the guy. I was yeah. I was the guy. You were the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now that we branch into, like, the guy, what are some of your experiences with, with that subject, the guy? Yeah. I know, like, when I was in the class, there was various stories of, you know... Uh, of the guy, right? So yeah, like bugs when he was yeah talking about don't be that guy. Yeah, don't be that guy. So <laughs> like what, cut, the cutthroat, the cutthroat. Yeah, don't be that guy. Yeah. So what, what was like your first introduction into into the guy? Man, probably um, just. I mean, I was doing it myself. I was always trying to like find somebody that can do it cheaper. You know, like yeah. That's just how I guess that's how human beings are, man. When you, especially when you're young and you're you don't know, and then you don't think about what it's doing to, to everybody or what it's doing to the to your community yeah you know if i would have had a better understanding of like you have to pay for what things are worth of course yeah yeah you know the guy has to make a living you can't go to some, into somebody's shop and, ex- and expect them to work on your stuff for free because you're cool and because yeah. you brought beer yeah. you know it's like dude these guys have to make a living they have to pay their rent and their mortgage and they have yeah. to buy food for their families and stuff and yeah you know but we're all guilty of it you know and you know that that was uh my first experience with that was probably um man i don't even, I don't even know just always trying to look for somebody like i said to yeah work on my car for cheap man and i driving around trying to get somebody to I, like I'll, I'll give you an example of the guy dude i fucking i was driving my ford one time and um yeah we stopped at the gas station to get gas and one of my friends, yeah, I had the passenger door open. Yeah. One of my friends like accelerated too fast, and his rear his rear bumper of his '54 Chevy caught the lip of my passenger door, okay. and and pulled it, dude. Oh, he shit. like pulled it like a tin can. Damn. And so I went, you know, I, I kind of felt it and I heard it, and I'm like, what the hell happened? Yeah. yeah. So I go to look, dude. And my fucking door looked like a <laughs> like a tin can that somebody just <laughs> sliced open. Door, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? He's like, oh, don't worry, bro. I got dollies. I'll be fixing. <laughs> I was like, what yeah. the fuck are dollies? I didn't even know what that was, <laughs> yeah. you know? So I'm like, all right, dude. So I go to his house the next day. He fucking walks out with a hammer and a dolly. Uh-huh. And I'm like, and he, he starts like pounding on it. He's like, no, nah, this, this thing's kind of messed up. You're going to need to take it somewhere else. So yeah, man, I was driving around San Diego trying to find a body shop that would do it for cheap. Yeah. Because I was like, damn, I got to pay out of my pocket, you know? Yeah. I only had liability insurance. And then they're finding a body shop on Home Avenue to do it for 250 bucks. Okay. And I was like, I remember asking them, like, hey, can I watch you guys do it? They're like, they just look at me like, no, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Come back in a couple of days, you know? Yeah. And so I came back in a couple of days, man. You couldn't even tell. 
Wow. And I was always intrigued by that. Like, how the fuck do they do this, man? Yeah, it was like those never guys happened. are smart. Yeah, yeah. those guys are badass. And so, um, yeah, after that, you know, it's just driving around. And some guys were trying to say like 600 bucks. Damn. You know, 500 bucks. Some guys wouldn't even do it. They're like, no, nah, we only go through insurance around here. Oh, shit. You know? Wow. Which is really how you make your money is, is through insurance, insurance, insurance yeah. jobs, man. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So, being the guy, man. Being you know, the guy, yeah. That, that would suck to be the guy. Yeah. That, that, that stuff would suck, too, to always like have that reputation. Like, oh, man, everybody comes with me just because I'm... Like, really cheap. cheap. Yeah. <laughs> That's happened to me before, man. People have hated me because it's like, you know, I'm real reasonable with my prices sometimes, so. And it's like, like, like... I'll just take it to Manny, man. He doesn't charge that much. Yeah. And so he will tell me that. Like, oh, yeah, I told him to take it to you because you don't charge a lot. I'm like, oh, maybe I should raise my prices then. Yeah, maybe I should not, not be that guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But at the end of the day, like, something I've learned here is you get what you pay for right yeah but also at the same time you have to be reasonable right because you have to it, it's it's still a game right like you have to be it's like not like price shopping or anything like that but you have to be reasonable you gotta be competitive yeah you gotta be competitive yeah. exactly yeah correct yeah, yeah. you need to be competitive because you need to live yeah exactly. you, know, you can't go like i can't move to some state and town where there, where there isn't any custom painters and then go in there and Automatically, you start charging thousands and thousands of dollars for custom paint jobs. You're not going to do any custom paint jobs. Yeah, you're limited to the people around you that are going to pay you yeah. what you're what you're worth. You know. Do you so, remember like when you got on social media to for your the sole purpose of advertising like custom paint, paint striping, and all that stuff? Like, do you remember um, what that did to your like to your business? No, because I think I think everybody just got on social media because it was just it was just it thing. wasn't nobody knew that it was going to be like a business tool. Wow, it you was know? Just, yeah, yeah. Because I think people just got on it because everybody was getting on it, you know. And it was like I think Facebook came out first, then Instagram Instagram came out, and it was like, oh, what's this, you know? Yeah. And um, nobody was really. I mean, you'd follow like three or four people, or whatever, and check it every few days or whatnot. But yeah. it just ex- exploded. It you wasn't know? like how it is now like we're all glued yeah dude three four fifths 16 times a day you're checking that shit yeah you know a lot of people are making money off of it they have businesses you know and they gotta be on there every day so would you say like the social media is producing more of those quote-unquote guys oh definitely dude. yeah yeah and it's it's much easier to find them yeah you have to go to them you just fucking dm them yeah, DM, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you could DM like ten motherfuckers oh, yeah. and be like, "All right, who's gonna be me the cheapest price?" <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah, that's true. Oh shit! Yeah. But they what a gamble, right? Because it's like, dude, just because he's telling you it's gonna be cheap, because it's always like that, man. You always get surprises, you know. Yeah, I could easily lie to somebody, and be like, "Oh, it's only gonna be fifty bucks," and then when they get here, be like, "Yeah, but then it's gonna be two hundred bucks for the paint." It's gonna be a hundred bucks for the electricity that I'm gonna charge you. I'm gonna pay in like five, six hundred dollars. All these hidden costs. Yeah, all these hidden costs, dude. Yeah. But I got them in the door. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So yeah, Instagram definitely created a lot of the, the guys. You know, which is crazy because it's like, you know, things are so smooth, so much faster now. Yeah. You know. It's like quick pace. Very fast, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And how do how do you feel like, in your perspective, what what that does? To the industry as a whole right i mean when we think about this custom paint custom cars and stuff like that i mean nobody really knows what it was like talking to like larry watson or 
getting work done by Larry Watson, yeah, any of those guys. But what do you, how do you feel like the impact it has, like on this industry as a whole, and just overall like the car game in general? Because I'm assuming something like an, a bad experience with the guy, right? Yeah, you probably turn somebody off completely from exactly pursuing it further. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and I've, ta I've talked about that a lot, man. Yeah, that's yeah. like, that's what I mean. Like, you're not taking care of your community, you know? There's like people that just come and go yeah. into this mix, into this scene, into this subculture, into this hobby, whatever you want to call it, man. It's, 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 uh, it's, like, it's like a lifestyle, you know? Yeah, not it, it's, a, it's, it's not a hobby for me, it's, it's my life. That's why I, I created this, I want to create this content because to me it's like, the music and the artwork and the mentality and the wanting of like trying to live behind a steering wheel of an old car yeah, and cruising down the coast, listening to fucking music and enjoying life and there's sun shining and then you're just in a time capsule, dude. Yeah. Going back to a time when things weren't so fucked up and so crazy, man. Yeah. Because, you know, Simpler I mean, time. the aesthetics of an old car to me, man, is, is very like... They're so futuristic. Like yeah. you go into a, a like a dash of a '59 Impala, right? Yeah. I mean, they're so amazing, man. They just look so like astronautical. Yeah. Like rockets. And, the, and they and they said that in the late '60s or like the late '50s, they wanted to design them as rockets. Yeah, yeah. You know, to look like rockets, to look yeah. like they were going fast. Yeah. And to me, it's like I love that, man. I love that style because it's like somebody's, you know passion and somebody's you know vision. vision to think about every single place that your eyeballs look at is aesthetically pleasing again it's proportion proportion and everything and, about it is yeah it flows like water yeah you know it, it's it, it's it's almost uh feminine yeah you know Beautiful. it's almost it's almost like some of it's sexual you know it's like yeah. it's like sexy it's 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 yeah. attractive yeah you know and to me it's like that's cool man because it's like a you know you get into a car now, and it's like, like the other day somebody brought a new truck over here to my shop, and it was a brand new Ford, like 2021. Okay. And I got in it, and it was like, the first reaction, dude, is like it feels kind of cheap because I sat down, and the seat gave me a weird, like when I sat, it made a weird noise because of the material they used for the seat. Yeah. So that kind of was like, oh, okay, that's new. Yeah, yeah. It was like sitting on a styrofoam box, you know? Yeah. And then the dash is, of course, all, you know, uh, with like a big iPad screen and everything's all you know, fucking touch. Yeah. yeah. And um, that's cool. You know, you hold the steering wheel and, and it felt good and it was thick and rigid because it was a truck. Yeah. But it was like, it, it, to me, dude, it will never be the old car. Yeah. You know, I would rather jump in an old rusty ass truck, dude. Yeah. And get into that. That's just me personally. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. So like, to me, it's like. I, w I want to keep that going, that desire going. And there's people that they don't think like me, man. You know, yeah. to me, to, to them, they have a ton of fucking dough, and it's like, ah, oh, I want to be a fucking cool guy for a couple weekends. I'm gonna go buy this whole car. <laughs> ah, I think I'm done with it, dude. I'm gonna go build me a fucking car with like big dub wheels, and yeah, I'm gonna get out of that. I'm gonna get me a fucking uh, razor. <laughs> I'm done with old cars. I got me a razor now. I'm going to the desert. Yeah, and that's that's cool, man. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's just not me. Yeah, you know? exactly. So to me, it's. I feel more and I have more passion for all of this combined together, man. I've been feeling this way since I was a kid. Yeah. To me, it was deeper, man. It was it was very deep, the connection with everything that I do. It wasn't just, you know, 
I'm just doing it to be cool. It was like this. This is my, who I am. This is my life. You can know? you go like back in time and like remember? Like, do you remember like the first time seeing like like an old custom? Or, oh yeah, dude. Like I, I remember. Uh, I used to, I grew up by Cypress Auto Body, uh-huh. and it was owned by this guy named Tom Martinez. It was on Walker and like Lincoln in the corner right there. And he used to build Mercs and oh, shit. fucking just badass shit. I think, he did, I think he used to do work for Boyd, for Boyd Coddington. Wow. And I remember he had this orange and white shoebox that was like laid out. It was like, it was lowered. Yeah. It wasn't chopped. But I remember he had some graphics on it that were like checkered. Oh, shit. I remember that seeing that when I was like in eighth grade, dude. And you were just like, fuck. Yeah, well, I seen it and I was like, you know, at first I was like, wow, that's cool. It looks like a Hot Wheel. Yeah. That's really cool. So I followed it, you know, because I seen him make a left and then he parked in front of Cypress uh, Auto Body. And I was like, so I drove by, you know, I'd go by on my skateboard or my bicycle and be like, oh, what do they do over there, you know? Yeah, true. I seen dudes like working and shit and like kind of chop tops. And I'm like, it was like a secret lab. Yeah. You know, and I was like, and I looked at the sign, you know, and it says, you know, Cypress Auto Body had that SoCal like checkered with a palm tree with the sun and like yeah. a cool like 39 Ford. Oh, wow. You know, and I was like, oh, they must, like, do old cars here. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So I was like, well, that's cool. You know, I didn't think anything else of it, but, you know, 8th grade, ninth grade, 10th grade, and you start, oh, shit, I'm going to go drive by and see what they got there. It comes you know? back, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, dude, I remember seeing that car, and I was just, man, it was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then I remember, of course, seeing, like, a Impala or seeing a Regal or something, and then seeing, like, that mixture of... Of people that were into that kind of thing and i'm like well i don't know if I, I don't want to i don't want to go that route i, I think i'm come over here with these guys you know yeah and so um you know that's why i just i don't know to me man customs are the are the best i yeah. love them dude they're the best shit ever yeah they so, really are it's like life-changing almost i remember it is going to like ventura this past year and one of the little areas that they had seeing that uh 59 uh, I think it was done by Paul Zepeda. Yeah, the El Camino? Yeah. It was like... Badass, so chopped? Yeah, beautiful, dude. Like, yeah. the whole... It was like, in their arena, there's no music. The only music playing for the Did you see the roof? Place, yeah. I did the roof on that. Yeah. And then Paul ended up dumping a bunch of candy on it. <laughs> and like, yeah. Yeah. He, for whatever reasons, I don't know. He's, he's cool, man, but... Yeah. Yeah. He's he's got an eye, dude. His, I love that guy's style, man. It's, it's the best. Crazy. To me, it's just, it's like it matches like my soul, my my personality, all the shit he does. It's yeah. Because it's just he he gets away. You know, he does away with the dashes of the instrument clusters, with the all that. Everything's Art Deco. He makes it yeah. very simple. Yeah. You know how to get in the car. You know the way he the way he does the suspension on him. He just does them how he fucking wants, dude. It's not yeah. necessarily the best in the entire world, but. He, he does, he does what way. he does, bro. That, yeah. He does it with his soul. Yeah. And so to me, it's like, that's badass, dude. Yeah, the Paul Cepeda was, I first seen his, his DeSoto when it was brown. Wow. Yeah. I seen him in Paso. And I, I seen that he had molded the skirts to the car, right? And I was like, what the fuck? How does he change the back wheel? Yeah, right? Yeah. And then I seen it again like a year later and it was all candied out like burgundy, like a brandy wine. Yeah. And dude, it was... The most gorgeous thing I've ever seen in my life, dude. They're this like, is fucking beautiful, dude. Yeah. Seamless. He molded the trunk, molded the skirts. I mean, it's just, it was fucking yeah. killer, no, dude. Real. Dude, I look yeah. at, you look inside of it, he had a Lincoln Zephyr steering wheel, and the dash has nothing on it. It was just 
metal painted, you know, painted and candied out with a yeah. almost like a theater opera between the passenger and the driver. Wow. So the, it just went down. It was like out of a 39 uh, or like 34 DeSoto or something like that. I, don't, I forgot what it was, but it was just seamless. Dude, there was no no water temp, no speedo. Yeah. It was just a shift a sh on the column. Yeah. Just yeah. easy on the column shifter, and that was it. And I was like, dude, if this would be my car right here. Yeah. A vision. Yeah. Bring because it it's like, dude, yeah, get rid of this shit you don't need. You don't even know how fast you're going. You don't even know what's. You just get in it, man, and, and, and cruise, go. dude. Yeah. And, uh, dude, that thing was fucking amazing. I love that car, dude. Yeah. Best shit in the world. I love that fucking car. Some great. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and he did that 59, El Camino. Yeah. And he's everything he does, man. He's 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 good. He, yeah. I've seen a '53 Chevy that he did. It was like white and pink. That was real killer. And um, he's got like a '34, like Dodge or something that like a gangster car. Things fucking badass. Chop too. He chops everything. Yeah. He had a '34 uh, Ford too, or '34 Chevy, I think, or '33 Chevy. I forgot, but it was black. Yeah, yeah. I think Dennis McPhail redrew it on one of his posters. But that thing was fucking bad dude yeah so it's some crazy ass cars that come out of it yeah you know out of his brain out of his brain you know? dude yeah yep. yeah it's studebaker too it's called a sled you baker on the back he changed the studebaker to say sled you baker wow yeah that's unreal and see yeah. that's the thing about like the custom world that's where you get your create like the creativity is kind of just yeah to, to be unique yeah yeah stand out a little bit to stand even out. if it's something as simple as Oh, God. Anything, yeah. yeah uh, anything. French fucking um, French antennas. Yeah, that's you know like, French the antennas. You know, um, mold. You know, mold the front end. You know, yeah. change the bumper. Put a different bumper on it. Uh, turn the bu bumper upside down. Yeah, anything. Anything to, to change it and make it yours. You know, to me, it's like I really think that like when these guys first started doing all this, they did it without giving a fuck about yeah. anything, dude. They just did it because that's what they did, and I think it turned into something that like. We made too many rules for ourselves where it was like, you know, your graphics need to be like this. Your graphics do this. Don't do not do this. Don't do that. Yeah. And it's like, you yeah. know, a lot of guys will be like, oh, this is the ode to the 70s. This is the ode to the 60s. It's like, dude, just do what you what want. want. Yeah. Do whatever the fuck you want. Why do you want to copy another car? Why, that's what these, do you think these guys in the 60s were going, let's look in the 30s magazine and see what they were doing. It's like, no, dude. <laughs> they were doing whatever. The, they were on fucking drugs, weed and meth and drinking and fucking... These, they, they, these were new cars. Yeah. These guys were artists. They maybe they didn't know it yet, and we're like, dude, I want to create. Yeah. You know? Because we live in a different time now, where, you know, um, being a creator, being artistic back then was maybe wasn't it wasn't what it is now. Yeah. Because we see now artists and creators that are like cartoon that are making multi millions of fucking dollars, bro. Off yeah. Of, you know, shirts and shirts and, and his own style, dude, that yeah. gangster style, that cholo style. Yeah. M multi millions, dude. Yeah. So it's like you see that and it's like, well, I want to do that because yeah. he's making millions of dollars. And it's like, dude, no, this guy does that because he was born to do that. Yeah. So like we need to, you need to find your own self. Yeah, yeah. And do what you want to do. It's like, you know, with me, it's like, you know. I put myself in a box for a long time, you know, where it was like, I gotta, I only do these, this kind of style of thing, and I do this kind of style of thing, and I only listen to this kind of music. I mean, dude, I listen to Rockabilly straight from like fucking 10th, from like 11th grade till I was like 26. Wow. Oh, Rockabilly and Psychobilly only. Yeah. And maybe a little bit of oldies. Yeah. But I wouldn't listen to no fucking Led Zeppelin or fucking Ambrosia. Yeah. Or fucking, you know, 
Leonard Skinner, yeah, Jimi yeah. Hendrix, none of that. I only listened to Rockabilly, Psychobilly, bro. That's it. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, this is me. This is who I am, yeah. you know. And I would just try and find different bands. After a while, you're like, dude, it's all starting to sound the same, man. Yeah, you're stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. I need to fucking find something else, dude. So I remember I, um, I got it for a gift from uh, Mamie. She got me a series for radio. And so I started listening to like the different stations on there. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I started discovering different bands, dude. I started listening to like alternative style music and I started listening to The Strokes. And then from that, it went on to other bands and Blonde Redhead and a lot of indie rock and shit. And I was yeah. like, I would like be listening to the radio and be like, dude, what is this? I really like this music, you know? Yeah. And I started changing my taste. Branching out, yeah. Yeah. To where I, before I was like, anybody that wasn't like me, Fuck you. I was like, nah, you're whack. Yeah. But it's like, dude, why are you like Like, why am I like that, dude? It shouldn't be like... These people are talented. <laughs> yeah. And are fucking badass, dude. Like, yeah. everybody is. Yeah. Everybody has something to contribute, dude, to this... To humanity. Yeah, to world... You know? To wor- and so the world it's like, around us. Yeah, I started listening to Jimmy. I started listening to Led Zeppelin. And I was like, damn, these motherfuckers are bad. Yeah. Oh, shit. No wonder everybody in high school, like, all the little hippie chicks were all into that shit, you know? Because... I was in a rockabilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I don't listen to Led Zeppelin. <laughs> fucking hippies. I'm fucking bad. <laughs> I listen to Reverend Horton Heat. <laughs> you don't know nothing about the Reverend? Yeah. Nobody knows anything about the Reverend. Oh, dude. You know? Yeah. It was like a handful of people that listened to rockabilly and shit. You know, everybody was, you know. Yeah, and they're all... I was the only one that was an idiot that was all passionate <laughs> about fucking custom cars and shit. Nobody fucking liked she- custom cars in my high school, you know? Yeah. You gotta go, like, find other guys from other schools that were into that they shit, into that, you know? yeah. yeah. Or it was, like, the older dudes mm-hmm. that were into it, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. crazy. Did, was there ever, like, a person, like, when you were in high school or, like, growing up, who was, like, the guy to go talk to? Like, that badass fucking dude, like, at your school or whatever, who was, like, in that, like, old car? You know what, dude? Like, there was a guy... That I grew up with, that I had known since I was like in sixth grade, and um, he was like the guy, dude. Like that dude, he had a big brother, uh-huh. and so um, you know I had met him, and he was from Whittier. Oh shit! Yeah, and he I had seen him on my street, and back then it was this is a uh, North Orange County, so it was like a suburb. Yeah, so there was like a lot of you know white kids and. Well, it was just mostly white kids, a couple of Mexican kids. Yeah. We used to play Ditchum on our block. Okay. And I seen him out in front of his house, and he looked like an essay, like oh, a cholo, right? Yeah. And I was like, this motherfucker looks lost. You know, there ain't no essays around here, you know? <laughs> so I started talking to him. Uh-huh. You know, hey, man, how you doing? Uh, you know, what's your name? He's like, what are you guys doing? And I was like, oh, we're playing Ditchum. Because on my street, we used to play Ditchum at night. He used to go and hide under cars and fucking hide in people's porches. Yeah. And he used to have to go find some, find them, and then they have to run back to the, to the little spot, you uh-huh. know. And so I see him. I start talking to him, and I was like, "Hey, you want to play with us?" He's like, "I don't play. I don't play no games." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, how old are you?" He, he must have been like twelve or thirteen, right? Yeah. Oh man, I fucking gangbang or some shit. I don't. Know, I forgot what he told me, but he's. I don't. I don't do little kid shit. And I was like, "Oh, all right." So then. Um, you know, he started talking. Yeah. You know, like, hey, man, because he was a, he's a skateboard. Oh, oh. I, sk- I think that's what he told me. I skate. I'm like, oh, okay. So, yeah, you ever heard of, like, Santa Monica Airlines and, like, Venice and stuff, like, Dogtown? I'm oh, like, shit. no, I never heard of that, you yeah. know? 
and uh, yeah, well, th that's what that's what's up right there. You know, th I think one of the weekends, me and him had skated to the swap meet, and I think that was the what we talked about with Dane when I first seen all the cool skateboards and shit. Oh yeah, and that's yeah. when I first was I was I was with him. Oh shit, I was with him yeah. when I seen that, and I'm like, he introduced me to, like this whole world, dude. Yeah, and then he ended up, he ended up becoming a skinhead. Oh, he started hanging out with skinheads, man, and so um, he started getting tattooed. Okay. Right when he yeah. was like 15. Oh shit! And so I, I would walk home and see him, dude. And he'd be all like with a tank top, all tatted up. He was like 15 years old, dude. And I'm like, oh man, what's up, bro? Yeah, yeah. Where'd you get all these tattoos from? He's like, oh, what's up, man? I'm, I'm with you know this now. This is what's up now. And I'm like, dude, that's cool. Is that yeah. real? He's <laughs> testing it. Yeah. Trying to see if it comes off. Yeah, dude, because he they were like big tattoos. They weren't like small, rinky dink. Yeah, it's full of so, around. Yeah, so I was walking home and, he, and I had like a pompadour, dude. And I just started getting into like this rockabilly shit. I started listening to like Morrissey and shit. Yeah. And um, he was like, "What's up with you, bro? I'm like, I haven't seen you in like a couple years. Where'd you go? Well, I have this happened, this whatever. So he started going to my school, but then he got he got he got into some trouble or whatever. But yeah, he was like, "Hey, man, so one of my boys, dude, is a, is a tattoo artist." And uh, he was down in San Diego sometimes. And sometimes he's up here. But he has a bunch of chop cars and shit, dude. This guy's crazy. I'm like, oh, really? I'm like, man, I'd like to meet him, dude, because that's, you know, I want to get one of those one day. Yeah. I like that because I still at the same time I was seeing, like, the Cypress Auto Body guy. And I'm like, yeah, you know, Frisco's Diner. So I'm like, still what have I ever seen him? So then I ended up getting a, a, a Camaro, dude, because I kept trying to, like, get an old car, but I just couldn't. I couldn't get yeah. the funds to get one, man. And so, yeah. Yeah, so he was like my go to guy, man. Because wow. he was listening to Misfits. He was listening to Dead Kennedys, Suicidal Tendencies. Oh, shit. And like, he was really Suicidal Tendencies when I was like 12. And I was like, man, this, this shit is crazy. It was a How Will I, How Will I Ever Laugh Tomorrow wow. album. And I, I would listen to that so much, dude. Yeah. So yeah. That, so that dude put you on game. Yeah, he put me on with that and like this whole alternative like life, man. Like, Misfits and yeah. Black Flag and stuff like that. Yeah, I didn't get I didn't get too much into it because I was like into like Morrissey and and the fucking rockabilly stuff and yeah, like like that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, Social cool. distortion, you know. Yeah, and uh, the Cramps because uh -huh. he, he that's where we like got along really good because he loved the Cramps. Oh, okay. he was like, oh, I fucking love the Cramps, dude. And so um, you know, we get along and drink, you know, drink together, have you know, hang out, get in trouble. He started getting in a lot of trouble, but yeah, I kind of ventured away after that. I went to the Navy and get parted ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But yeah, man, in high school he was he was uh, he was it, man. And then after that, I ended up working at for Fedco, and this guy, he was uh, our um, loss prevention guy. Okay. And he had like a marine haircut, dude. His name was Rick. And um, he'd wear Doc Martens and shit, but he would always like kind of eyeball, eyeball me, you know? Yeah, like check you out. Like look at me, like who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> They're like, oh, that's loss prevention, dude. He's a fucking narc, you know? <laughs> yeah. So one time he, he like I don't know what I don't know how he started talking, but I'm like, what's up, man? He's like, hey, man, you listen to Social D, and I'm like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, I'll check you out later. So then that we would I would see him and we start talking again. Yeah, and so yeah. it turns out his brother was like into rockabilly and shit. Oh. And he was even in like car clubs and shit. Wow. And he hung out with Eric Mosky and he knew the guys at Fullerton and shit. And oh shit. He was like, yeah, dude, you ever been to the Hootenanny? And I was like, no, what is that? Yeah. He goes, it's a big like car show, like bands, like kind of stuff you're into, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, I never heard of it. He goes, well, the Cramps played there last year. I go, the Cramps played in the daytime? He was like, yeah, dude. 
the Krantz play in the daytime because this was a daytime car yeah, show from a Saturday. Yeah. And that was Hootie 1995 that he was talking about. Wow. So I went to Hootie 1996 when Social Distortion and Jerry Lee Lewis played. Yeah. And uh, this band called Los Infernos played, dude. And Los Infernos was this guy named Derek Koontz, I think. But he was from the Rob Fortier, or Rob Fortier from Rod and Custom. Yeah. And some of the guys, I think, were in the in Manic Hispanic, too. Oh, wow. So they threw tapes out, dude, Just, that, yeah, that time. They threw out some tapes. And I was watching these guys, dude, and they, they played a... They played a lot of CCR covers, uh-huh. but their shit was like really fast, really intense, really energetic. Yeah, kind of like, kind of like what we're listening to right now. Yeah. And um, but seeing them play live, dude, I was just like, these guys are fucking bad. Yeah. They just had a lot of energy, and they were just fucking into it, man. And this yeah. is, this is my first concert, wow. so I was like, dude, this is this is fucking cool. This is a shit. Like, right this here. is this is what I want to be doing every weekend. Yeah. And, and at the time, there was only like ten cars in the car show. Fuck. Ended really? up becoming like huge, bro. Like. Yeah, everybody talks 300, about 300, 400 cars, yeah. Th- wow. This is, they only had like 10 or 12 cars there, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, and so we, you know. And this you know, like, maybe it was more than 10 or 12. It was probably like 50, but it wasn't like what it would congested, you know, yeah. like fucking beer drinking and gang motherfuckers. Yeah. This was 1996, you know, wow. so it was chill. Yeah, yeah. But those Infernos had actually brought me and, me and my boy even together even more. Wow. Nobody that I had seen him from high school. Yeah. Because he kind of got out of the skinhead game and was kind of like becoming more like trying to straighten out. But, yeah. Get right. And but he loved them, dude. Damn. He fucking loved them. He was like, whatever you're doing, dude, keep doing it, bro, because this is fucking badass music and go find more, you know? And I was yeah. like, all right. So I fucking started <laughs> listening to more music and bring it home. We're like, hey, dude, check this out. So he's my neighbor. He used to live oh. like next door to me. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that was some crazy times, man. And this is like, at the beginning or before, like, the Rockabilly Revival? This is the got to be, like, for me, the Rockabilly Revival, I think, started, like, in 1991. Okay. And then, or 92, or 93, like, somewhere around there. Yeah. And then, like, in 96, it was, like, in its peak, like, 95, 96. It's in its prime. But then I left. Yeah, okay, I went yeah. to the Navy, so. Yeah. But um, it was cool, man. The Doll Hut in Anaheim, and, like, just, it was just, like, like you just go find people that were into what you were into, man. It was like the coolest thing because I was thinking about it, dude. We did it without phones and shit. Yeah, it was all communicating. You would just like see a motherfucker and be like, "Hey, what's up, bro? Can I, you listen to Social D? Yeah, big dog. What up? <laughs> hey, where do you live? Oh, I live in Anaheim. Hey, what do you what do you like to do? He's all fucking drink, dog. Yeah. And we'd be like, oh, hey, you know, I'm friends with so and so and the so and so and. We would just like try and, and then you would just find these circles, man, and go hang out with them. Do you go to house parties and shit? Yeah, hang so, out, car shows. Yeah, or yeah, and then, yeah go to stuff. car shows, and eventually these things started becoming like big, big things, man. Yeah, like, a lot of people. Wow, a lot of people would know each other and shit. And you know, it's crazy when I first when I got my first tattoo at Norwalk Tattoo, I got it on my arm right here. It was like a skull. Yeah, and um, I got it on my 18th birthday. And it was like 120 bucks or something. I don't even remember, dude. But yeah, I remember just like, oh, I can't believe I'm gonna do this, you know? Yeah, yeah. I ended up meeting that guy at the Hootenanny like five years later, <laughs> and I was like, hey man, you remember me? Because by then I was like covered, you, you know? I was saved, already yeah. yeah and, he, and I was like, you remember me? He's like, no, man. I go, dude, look, you did this tattoo right here. Yeah. He was like, I don't remember, bro. And I'm like, fuck, I'm 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 25 now or whatever, you know, or 23 yeah. or whatever the age I was, but. It's crazy, man, because then he ended up having a Merc. Wow. He was like, yeah, I got a car here, too. And then it was like, yeah, I pinstripe. He was like, you fucking pinstripe? I'm like, yeah, dude. Wow. He was like, are you, are you any good? <laughs> or are you the guy? Are you the guy? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I was like, nah, dude, I'm the guy. <laughs> I'm the guy that I'll do it for cheap. Did you pinstripe his car? No, I never pinstriped it, man. No, I just, I remember it was like a red Merc, though, like a red 51. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even remember the guy's name, man, but it was cool seeing him. You know, it's a trip. Because, I, you know, I've met a lot of people through getting tattoos, and I got tattooed by this girl, too. And then she ended up, I ended up seeing her in a tattoo magazine like 10 years later, dude. Oh, wow. Yeah, like killing it. Yeah, she was like big time. Yeah, like big time. Wow. Yeah. What were like the tattoos that like everybody was getting like back in the 90s, early 2000s? Was it like the American traditional stuff? Yeah, I think in the Rockabilly stuff, in the Rockabilly scene, it was, you know, traditional tattoos. You're getting like Sailor Jerry yeah. designs, so, yeah. stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, and that's when I, how I found Mike Malone. Yeah. Because I ended up get a tattoo by Mike Malone. Yeah. Because I was looking in these magazines and like looking at like, you know, guys that would do this pit of girls and I liked all that shit, man. Like I said, I, I mean, I, as soon as I got into it, man, I just, I, I absorbed everything like a sponge, dude. I loved everything about it, dude. Yeah. Music, tattoos. Tattoos. Oh, yeah, I, I loved it all, dude. I wasn't like mismatched, you know, like, oh, I love rockabilly, but I like fucking biomechanical tattoos. Yeah, you know, or I love rockabilly, but I want some fucking like prison bars and, yeah. and a hyena tattooed on me, you know. Maybe a tri tribal tattoo. Yeah, or some tri <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <dude. laughs> yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, it's and it's like cool because I don't regret any of it. Like, like I look at my arms now and I'm like, damn, dude. Like, uh, and you know, they're not like good tattoos. Yeah, they're not the best. How you see everybody shit now, and it's like, wow, these tattoos are just amazing and fucking next level. portraits and all this fucking color. real life sunsets and shit and fucking. <laughs> it's like, well, that's cool, man. Like video game stuff, and that's cool, man. But it's like, my arms don't look like that. Yeah, you know? like I got my shit because yeah, I was just like wherever I'd go, I'd get a tattoo. You know, yeah, it was yeah. cool. The rockabilly style one too. You know. Yeah. So that's just how it is, man. So. It was cool, man. Yeah, definitely. Like you look back, and you can. It's also like that was just you, you know yeah. what I mean? It was like true to yourself and stuff like that, rather than getting like something that I don't know. Could you like imagine yourself being into like anything else other than no. this? No, no, dude, you can't. I, I always even wondered to myself like that too, like if I'll ever change, mm -hmm. you know? But it's like you don't change; you just kind of get better. Yeah. You just evolve. You just keep morphing. Yeah. Yeah. You just evolve into a better version of yourself, especially being an artist. You know, it's like, I never considered myself an artist, dude, until like five years ago or like six years ago or whatever. I just didn't have that mentality yeah. that I was somebody, you know? Yeah. Until I finally realized it, like, dude, you know, I have to accept this, you know? I always thought I was a fan of everything, you know? Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, I just started to like do branch off into what I, you know, making money and trying to survive. Yeah. And then trying to, you know, throw up what's inside you because as an artist, like, you have to create. Yeah. You know, so it's like I feel weird when I don't. You know. Yeah, something's like off. Something's off, dude. And when I paint, it's like a release to me. You know, like it's like a buzz or an adrenaline rush. You know, like especially with pinstriping. You know, it's like it takes me a while to get warmed up. But after like five or ten minutes, it's like, oh yeah, this is what I do. Like this is who I am, and I feel I feel like I'm my best. I'm comes, the happiest. Yeah, it comes you know? back naturally. Yeah, you know? it's that, and then like, 
being at a car show and seeing a bunch of cool cars and palm trees and sun and, and just hanging out I love with it, your friends dude. Yeah. and just, shit like that. Yeah. Hanging out with my friends. Yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah. Seeing co- other car people. I love talking to people. That's the best, dude. Like talking to different people. I like yeah. hearing their stories and shit, you know? Yeah. Like how they built their car and like just to see them so excited about it, dude. Because a lot of people, you talk to them and, you know, they're very excited to tell you. Like yeah. a lot of people will, will, will more than be more than happy to talk to you for fucking like two or three hours, dude. No problem. Just about yeah, their dude. Car. Yeah. Anything enthusiast, you know. I went to a bike show, went to Reno, and uh, this guy, I was looking at his bike, and he was like, "What do you think, man? You like it?" And I'm like, "Fuck, I fucking love it." Yeah. Yeah. So the rim is uh, actually, and I'm like, so I was like, "Oh, this guy wants to talk," you know? Yeah, cool. Yeah. So I I sat there and talked to him for like an hour. Wow. I don't even remember his name. It's just to me, it was like. Just that connection. It's just a connection, dude. Yeah. You know, and it's cool because it's like he was he was comfortable, and I was comfortable listening to him. I wasn't trying to like cut him off and be like, oh, by the way, I'm Manuel Cisneros. I'm a fucking badass pinstriper, pinstriper from I'm San Diego. Guy. I'm the guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the baddest motherfucker on the planet. Yeah. No, dude. Wow. I don't. I don't. I, no, I didn't do that at all. I was like, this is really cool, man. I love your your bike. Yeah, what you bad. do with stuff yeah. like that. How has your experience been when you've gone to like other countries, like Japan, like Barcelona, Argentina? Like, what are the cars like there? How do you see like the custom culture there? Uh, it's it's the same. Yeah, it's the same, dude. Like when I went to Japan, well, I went to, I went to Spain, Madrid first, right? I went to Madrid, and it's like yeah, I had seen like rockabilly people in magazines and like you know car culture deluxe of, of pictures from other countries and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, you meet these people and they're the same, dude. It's the same shit. It's, it's amazing. They, they, the same the tattoos. Yeah. They're into the vintage shit. They're into vintage clothing. They, their hair is the same. Except they speak another language. That's it. But, but they really don't. Uh-huh. They kind of speak the same language. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, oh, dude. Like one time when I was in Madrid, there was a guy in a psychobilly band. And it, was a, it was a Spanish psychobilly band. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, yeah, he had the quiff and everything. And, the, and he had a bass right there. Oh, shit. And so he starts talking to me in Spanish, right? And I was like, hey, man, you in a band? Or, you in a psychobilly band? He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, si sabes? And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. I listen to psychobilly. He's like, oh, man. Hey, here, he gave me a CD. He goes, here, listen to me, man. Like, this is my band. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, dude, you have your bass here? I'm like, let me pinstripe it for you. And I fucking pinstripe it for him. Damn. I didn't even charge him, dude. Yeah, just. I was just like, let, let me do this shit for you, man. Yeah, yeah. You know? Damn, and he was like, weird. just happy, dude. Just, yeah. And to me, to me, that's worth more than money, dude. To me, it's like. That's money to me. It's like making a connection with somebody and across the fucking world and that they're happy. You know? Yeah, that that, that like brought them cheer that day. Yeah. You know? To me, that's like, you can't fucking put a price on that, dude. I wouldn't trade that for $2,000, dude. Yeah. If the guy was just said, pitch around my my coffin base, here's two grand. I would rather have him and have that conversation and have him be that fucking happy. And make that connection than money. Yeah. You know? Because to me, that's like money, dude. Yeah, it's you a know? memory. Yeah, it's a memory, dude. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, you can't put a price on that. No. Yeah. And so it's like... I don't know. It's cool, man. Because like I said, I've been to the end of this my whole life. And then to realize that it's like worldwide. Well, I already knew it was worldwide. But then to actually be... A part of that. A part of the worldwide thing, yeah. you know? It's like... It was cool, man. Yeah. So... And then when I went to Japan... You know, same thing, dude. We went to this guy's store, and it was like a whole lifestyle store of rockabilly and cars and memorabilia and Elvis and Marilyn Monroe. Rat Fink stuff. Rat Fink shit. And it's like, dude's just happy as hell that, like, somebody from another country's in his store. Wow. 
So it's cool, man. It's almost like your experience like in Australia, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then you realize that the world is, is, not, that, is not that small, dude. Yeah. And this is like more than, than just, you know, what it really is. It's everywhere. It's yeah. worldwide. It's worldwide, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Man. Yeah, and if, to me, it, it made it made me grow as a human being, you know. Yeah. And to me, I think that's like so important that, like, like you said earlier, like people don't do that anymore, man. They don't really enrich their lives with trying to grow as people. Yeah. You know. So it's like, I don't know. It, it, it's it's it, it, to me, like I said, man. I've always looked at things a little bit more deeper and a little bit more passionately than a lot of people, and I think that's why, do that. That's what I do. What I do. Yeah. You know? So, and it definitely like shows, right? Longevity, and right. Because I'm assuming somebody like the guy, right, could enter this and just not really last, right? No. At the end of the day, the guy won't. The last. guy's not gonna last. <laughs> yeah, the guy's not no. gonna last. No. Yeah. You know, the only way he's gonna last is is if you know, it's like he looks inside himself and says, "What am I really doing?" Yeah. What am I really doing to this community or to this economy or to this uh, village? Yeah. So let's say it's a village, right? It's a village of car builders and, and enthusiasts. Yeah. And it's like in the village you have the you have a, a guy that is like the artist and the guy that is innovative that creates and, and charges a price for it. Yeah. But then you do the same thing, but you do it cheaper. And so it's like, what do you do? You kind of create a a, a, a a friction there. Yeah. Between the artist and the community. Uh-huh. Yeah. To where it's like, well, now you're in this guy's head because he knows you exist. And you're, you don't talk to him or you don't, like, you know, try and be on that level. Yeah. You're just doing it because, you know, it, like, makes you a little bit of money and it's a hobby right now. Yeah. So it's like, as a guy, like, you need to realize, like, man, I need to go and make friends with this dude. And I myself need to improve so we both can eat. Because at the same time... If he really did want to, he could say, I'm going to charge just as much as he does. Why shouldn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Why shouldn't I, right? Yeah. 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 What's, the, yeah what's keeping me from, what's keeping doing, me from that? doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it's like, you know, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with it, man. It's just how the world operates, bro. Yeah. I mean, the U.S. does it with China. Yeah. Everywhere. You know, China yeah. does it with the whole world. Yeah. You know, they, they do that kind of stuff and, and create. You see it on Instagram of them, like, robbing people's shit straight out and just creating a different page and selling yeah, selling you their own. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you find out they're like oh shit let me fucking stop <laughs> let me not do that anymore. they don't care they're just gonna go do it with somebody else exactly you know yeah, and it's like the next thing well you want to be those guys you know let's move on to the next thing exactly yeah so i know that i know this guy bruno man uh, he's from barcelona and he carves monsters his, his instagram is br1 monsters okay he's fucking amazing dude amazing the baddest shit ever, dude. Yeah. And um, somebody did that to him. They were copying his monsters and selling them. Wow. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And he does, he does them by hand, dude, and, and like puts in hours on these things. Yeah. The quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There ain't no chintzy fucking monster, dude. It's like he does little like 12 from like six inches to like 12 inches up to like uh, uh, I think like a, like a foot and a half rat finks. Oh, all hand carved, dude. Like with on top of a car, on top of a skateboard. Wow. Yeah, he's bad, dude. And somebody got him, got him like that. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. No one's safe, dude. Nah. <laughs> I think I hope it happens to me. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. 
So I'm just going to start doing... Uh, doing these skulls. Skull panels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sell them on Alibaba, dude. Sell them on an Etsy store somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, hell yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I think I'll promote it, too. I'll be like, look at this guy. Yeah, just fucking do it. Buy from him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because what else can you do? You can't get mad about it, you know? Yeah. It's like, that's just how it is, dude. Yeah, that's... It's always going to happen. There's always yeah. going to be a, a guy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just like a Vixa this morning, you know? It's like... You know, I was doing upholstery, and then I was having to do it for cheap. And then when I would try to raise my price, you know, it's like, no, you charge this guy already a hundred bucks. Now you gotta charge me the same. Yeah. You know, as someone who, you know, deals with like customers and like the visions of other people and people who want work done by you, what advice do you have for like people who are trying to get into it or? are looking to get work done by other people. It can be like whatever, right? Yeah. But like how to approach like that individual who has not only like a business, but it's like a family, kids. I mean, to me, honestly, it's just, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with window shopping or trying to find what fits you or suits you. You know, it's, it's perfectly acceptable, man. But it's like at the same time, you know, I, I learned in my business that like, there's just some things that I don't like doing, you know? Yeah. And I'll try my best to accommodate, but I just, there's some, just some things I can't do, man. Yeah. And so, you know, people need to find and see like, oh, dude, this is what this guy does. I can't have him do something that he, I don't see in his portfolio or see that he likes doing, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So you need to go find what person can fit you, this, this, you know, pers- like, specialize yeah, in what you're looking for. That, that you can also have a personal relationship with and that you can... Uh, give him feedback yeah and input yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah that's what that, that's what you know people always have a vision of what you're gonna do and hopefully what you do blows them away yeah and, and you know which is most of the time like people are like oh fuck yeah that's exactly what i wanted and then some yeah yeah or some people actually just want ugly shit where it's like <laughs> hey dude i didn't want it to look like that i wanted it to look like this and that shit looks fucked up I and mean, it's like hey dude me and you aren't gonna work Right, because I, I don't do shit like you that. You like ugly shit. You like ugly shit. I don't yeah. like ugly shit. I like shit that looks good, you know? Yeah. So go go somewhere else. Yeah, go like someone who likes it. Go to the guy. You need to go to the elementary school. There's a kid there that draws like that, and you can fucking have him. <laughs> yeah. For some lunch. Because that looks like a fucking four-year-old did it. So yeah, go. just go there. Yeah. Go see if you can talk to the principal, and they'll fucking, you know. Maybe. maybe you can bring your car into the fucking uh, school. Uh, playground. Playground. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's fucking funny yeah that's that is interesting you know like recently i've been seeing more like custom paint classes pop up yeah more uh not much the pinstriping ones but more like learn how to do custom paint and all that stuff and it kind of like it makes me think not that like it's bad because i think that's you know that's pretty cool but it's uh, what 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 are the outcomes of someone who takes like one of these classes, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I, I myself think it's I think it's cool. I, I think you know, <clears throat> the more people know how to do this and know how hard it is to do, yeah, that they'll have a better appreciation for it yeah. and a better appreciation for the people that are teaching them. That like, you know, some some guys you know have paid their dues big time, man, and struggled and have been through serious situations in their lives and yeah. you know need to be treated with respect 
Yeah. Not just fucking, you know, oh, that's so-and-so. Oh, let's go see if we can take advantage of him, you know? Or, oh, let's go see if we can fucking get him to do this for this much. Yeah. You know, so it's like when they're teaching classes, it's like, man, this, this really takes a lot of work and a lot of dedication to make sure your paint guns are clean and make sure that you have solvent, to make sure you have mixing cups, to make sure your areas, you know, clean and that, you know, your materials are good and not cheap and that you don't have adhesion problems. Yeah. Or you're not pounding on solvent on top of solvent, creating problems. It's like those are going are gonna to teach you how to do it to where you don't have those problems. Wow. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. even then, it's unavoidable, dude. It's, it's getting more expensive and more expensive to do custom paint. Yeah. So is, to yeah. me, it's like Some somebody sort of entering like an art world or the car world. I'd be like, I'd be more towards like sign paint, like sign painting. Yeah, that's like pretty, learning how to sign paint or learning how to do something with a brush. Yeah. Would be exactly. more economical. Yeah. You know? That's pretty. Po- well, I mean, they have that school in LA that. Yeah. Still has that certification. Yeah, we had it in more places, man. Me it sucks too. that it's like only place to have it at. It's like it is, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. You know. And it's like all the way up there. Like if yeah, you're from down here, that. dude, like who the yeah. fuck is gonna? Yeah, San Diego, or if you're from anywhere, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Bugs came all the way from Phoenix to take that class. That's crazy. And was like living with Cartoon. Danny D did that, right? Danny, he only did it like a week or two or some shit. He didn't do no. Oh really? Well, nah, he didn't do no full course in there. Wow. Yeah. Dennis Jones never did. Tom Kelly never did, and they have that style. They have that lettering style. The cat. Glenn Weisenberger, you know, the fucking just. These guys are like killers of, of fonts, like race fonts, and yeah, and just a- aesthetic lettering that you know attracts attention, you know, and it looks good to the eye, you know. Wow. So. That's crazy. Yeah. And yeah. to me, to me, that's what it's all about, man. It's like, and some people, they like they don't even know what they're looking at, and that's like back to what you were saying. It sucks that that's what where we live now like what society we live in now that nobody like pays attention to anything like that you know yeah it's like you know you go into a taco shop and it's like the fucking menu and the lettering board are just fucking ridiculous like, <laughs> yeah they printed it at, like kinko's or some yeah. shit dog. <laughs> dude i think mean, it's like it's oh, like what the fuck yeah. are you doing bro it's bad dude horrible dude <laughs> yeah. i don't want to fucking eat here look at your menu you know yeah. it's like dude <laughs> it's all it's all fucking the prices are all janky, like eleven seventy eight. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Just Why can't it, it just be twelve bucks? <laughs> yeah, just, you fucking round it up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like eleven thirty seven for cider sour cream. It's like, what? Yeah. Shit spelled wrong. Yeah, it's all. Yeah, it's all. You know, or, or they'll scratch it off and put another number on there. Like, dude, what are you doing, <laughs> it's cut, bro? Cut and paste. Yeah, they just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? It seems like this like whole world, like sign painting, pinstriping, custom paint, like even the car world. Like, it pretty much, like, weeds people out just by itself. Like, it's just, like, one of those things that just naturally happens. Yeah. Yeah. From, that's just kind of how it feels, you know? Like, it's, uh, it's pretty much, like, really, like, comes down to, like, whether you have what it takes or you don't. Yeah. It's just, it kind of reminds me of school. Like, you kind of just, you're putting up with so much shit and it's, like, testing you, like, how, how long can you take it for? And how much can you Yeah, take? well, it's like a battle inside yourself. Because it's like... Yeah. You know? Like you said, like I said, I mean, I've been into this shit for so long that, like, I already knew my path. Am I going to follow the path of resistance? Or am I going to follow what's inside of me? You yeah. know, which was, you know, paint and, like, pinstriping and music and, you know, being outside. You know, it's like... Yeah. 
I couldn't follow a path of like being an office worker or like want to work for some insurance company, being an estimator or uh, writing life po- insurance policies. Like I couldn't do that, man. Yeah. You know, it's like I would die maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's like would I? I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I could do shit like that. Be the end of the. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you've experienced like trying to go legit, right? Like we talked about, like with Benny. Yeah. Like trying to go legit and just. Yeah, it's just, just like nah, this ain't gonna work, dude. Yeah. And it's like I can't imagine now walking around like that, like knowing there's something inside you that you want to do, but it's like your options. You could Google your options of what's gonna happen to you, because then you can just go on your phone and be like. How much does money does a pinstriper make? You know? Zero. Who is a pinstriper? Yeah. What do they do? Where are their shops at? What do their shops look like? What do yeah. they look like? Yeah. You know? What does a candle maker look like? What does a candle maker make? Yeah. What does an artist make? What does yeah. a graphic designer make? What does an illustrator make? What does a person that designs shoes make? I mean, dude. It's everything on So you, you can never really experience it. It's like the phone is going to deter you from even approaching your fucking goals because you're going to be like, oh, dude, well, this guy designs shoes for Vans and he's fucking broke now. Ah, forget that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, or the or all oh, this guy, this guy's a clothing designer for fucking, uh, you know, Tilly's. Yeah, and he only makes ten bucks an hour. You know, yeah. or it's like you you want to work for, work for an advertising agency. You know, it's like oh well, they hire interns only, so you got to work for two years for free. So it's like damn, like as an artist or as a person that's like wondering what they're gonna do with themselves, it's like man, it's gonna be so hard, you know? Yeah, because it's like you have people telling you know society telling you and. Not only that, but yeah, you gotta make money, dude. You can't just go work for somewhere for free. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do that shit. So how do you do that? Yeah. You know, especially you have something inside you that, you know, needs to come out. You know, like artists. You know. Yeah. So, it's crazy, man. I mean, you have to survive and try and beat the circumstances around you. Yeah. You know, I couldn't imagine, you know, being extremely gifted and talented and like, like living in poverty. Like, yeah. and going and finding somebody that, like, is drawing, like, perfect faces, and the guy is, like, poor. Yeah. Because it's like, dude, what is this guy going to need to do to get to commercial success? Let's say, some, like, somebody like Abel, OG yeah. Abel or, or Mr. Cartoon. Yeah. You know, that, like, you know, it's like, damn, man, they read, their success has reached levels of just... Dude, it's, probably it's ultimate they, success. Yeah, you probably know? ones they didn't even think. They yeah, were and they didn't you know? grow up. You know, Cartoon didn't go to Harvard and shit. He didn't go yeah. anywhere like that. Or Abel didn't go to, like, college. You know, he's just naturally gifted. And he overcame, and he did it. You yeah. know? And it's like, it's life, man. I mean, there's a lot of things like that where it's like, you get to follow your dreams, and yeah. you can't fight it. You can't fight fate, man. You yeah. know? So it's like... You know, like I said, I've been into this shit my whole life, dude. So it's like I've never strayed away from it. Yeah, it's always been. It's always been there, a part of me. Yeah, I never changed. Yeah, I never like became anything else or try to be like square or try and go like. I'm gonna start wearing polo shirts and fucking Dockers every day. You know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna gonna go golfing. Yeah, I'm gonna start golfing. (laughs) (laughs) It's not me, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's like a natural. You know, now, now I have two Harleys. You know, it's like I, I'm trying to hold on by a, by a fucking thread to what I love, which is being having custom shit and driving it, you know? Because yeah. I couldn't have an old car anymore, you know? Yeah. It's like I went through a lot of problems with my kid's mom, and that shit disappeared, so I can't have old cars anymore. I have kids to raise now, you know? Yeah. So I had a 36 Ford 5 window that, yeah, I 
I pull over that Toyota chassis and drive around with a fucking six pack in my lap and listening to best time ever, best shit ever. Yeah, dude. Yeah, can't do that anymore. <laughs> no, nah, dude. What kind of like in the future? Like, if given the opportunity, like, what do you think you would like to build again? Oh, I want to do a thirty-nine Dodge. Oh shit! Yeah. Hell yeah. Like that was my dream. If if not that, then a fifty-one Merc. Oh. Yeah. Classic. Primary gray. Yeah. No. All chrome. Yeah. yeah. Just chrome everything, but just a primer. Yeah. On the ground. Just on the ground, bumper. dude. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's very cool, man. Chopped and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Take that up to like all the car shows and stuff like that again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best, man. The windows down. Shit, I, didn't even, I never even had windows in my cars, dude. <laughs> Plexiglass, dude. <laughs> I don't even have side windows. It just rain on me. <laughs> Would you shave, like, your windshield wipers? Yeah. Yeah. Shave all that. <laughs> it's fucking... Yeah. My 36 Ford just had a Speedo. That's it. Just a Speedo and a water temp and a battery temp, I think. Wow. Or a battery, like a Volt's. Yeah. Everybody describes the feeling of being like in an old car as something that you can't really describe. It's just like one of those things you have to experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think it's cool. You know, on Sunday I went to the Cabrones uh, cruise for no cause, and it was just like the coolest thing, like looking, and seeing the cars on the street. Everybody. Yeah. You know, like in formation. It's cool. Through the canyons and stuff like that. And you look behind you and you see them no- coming down the hill and everything. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's really nothing like no. like that. You know, it's and and this year, you know, someone was telling me that it was nothing compared to like years before that. It's like that years before that it was like a oh, mile yeah. of cars, just yep. all ready to you know hit the road yep there, i think there was this fucking probably like a 48 or 47 and i think it fucking idled like in the middle like out of the stoplight and there was like another car just fucking pushing it no yeah it was a shit dude and he just kept going he pushed him yeah he pushed him he like, him, like push started like push start <laughs> yeah dude and then he kept going and he made it that's cool man it was a shit i was like wow that's cool and they're yeah, yeah. level cars man yeah they're the best. Even the smell. Yeah, the gas. Smell of them, dude. The smell inside of them. Like, it's just, yeah, it's cool, man. It's very nostalgic, you know? Yeah. Just because, you know, it's like, I mean, we've advanced so much, you know? To where it's like, now everybody's driving like Teslas and stuff and electric cars. They're worried about their batteries. Yeah. And that's cool and everything. I mean, it's just. Part of it. I've never been one to be like a dinosaur, you know, like, ah, oh, fuck that, fuck that, you know, yeah. it's like, hey, man, that's where the world's going. That's where you need to fucking get on board. Yeah, it's, you know, it's inevitable. It's inevitable, man. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. There are some like diehard people that I know that are like totally against it and trying to like hold on to their fucking 79 Camaro and drive it to work every day. It's like, fool, <laughs> you can't do that, dude. Only. The fucking gas destroys the carburetors <laughs> for one. You know, yeah. you got to run like fucking solvent through there at least once a month to keep them going, you know, because the ethanol in the gas, yeah, it fucking destroys them. Yeah. So, you know, it's like after like a couple months, your shit starts running like shit and spitting and yeah, you you're know. not getting to work. No, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's cool, man. Yeah, it is. I think it is probably the coolest thing. You know, I remember 
my first time seeing an old car, and I was probably like 15. Yeah. 15 or 16, I was in high school. Over here in Elkhome, it used to be Foodland. Yeah. And it was uh, where that auto zone is. Yeah, and that dude lives there, behind there? That yeah, Merc? Yeah. Yeah. That was That's the, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah, he lives there. Yeah. The, the battery specialist place over there? Yeah. yeah. That was the first car. But he had, it was like a Merc, right? Or what was that he it had? It was a fucking 53 Chevy. Yeah. Chops. Yep. Shit was bad, dude. I have pictures of it, like, on my old phone. Yeah. And from that moment, like, I was obsessed. That was, like, that was what I wanted to drive to school. Everybody, at, you know, in high school was driving fucking Range Rovers. And, yeah. You know, that's, that's what I wanted to fucking roll. Yeah, I know. And it's crazy. I, I saw that at the El Cajon cruise nights. Yeah. Over the summer. My sister was a, a waitress at the Por Favor. So I'd go and hang out there and I'd look at all the old cars. And yeah, it's just like you said, like, it's one of those things you just, for some reason you just don't, you, you don't really know why, but it's kind of just calls your name, you know? Yeah. You're just attracted to it. Yep. It kind of coincides with everything, the music, the way you dress. To me, yeah, it's all, it's, all it's, it's the music big time for me, man. I fucking, I mean, that shit goes hand in hand, dude. Yeah. I remember, yeah. like, listening to, like, Gene Vincent, like, yeah. Eddie Cochran. Eddie Cochran. Yep. Um, yeah, who was the other guy? Carl Perkins. Yeah. Jerry Lewis. Yeah. Yep. Johnny- you know, I never really listened, listened to Johnny Cash. Um, when I first started getting into Rockabilly, I found it, like, too country for me. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a little too country for me. And then I, I kept meeting people that, you know, were listen, would, listen, would listen to punk rock and shit. Yeah. Oh, I listen to Johnny Cash, too. You listen to Johnny Cash? I'd be like, ah, I don't, I don't listen to him that much. Yeah. And then um, I started listening to him, and I was yeah. like, okay, I, yeah, I think I could do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I started listening to like country western. Oh yeah. I started listening to Connie Francis. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Patsy Cline. Yeah. Hank Williams. Yeah, yeah. It was like Sun. Those Sun Record. Sun Records yeah. guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a good shit. Yeah, it was cool, man. Yeah, it was super cool. But, you know, I'm glad that I'm still here doing this shit, though. It's cool, man. Yeah. You know, and it's like... One of those things... We don't really think about it, right? But, like, whenever I flip through books... Or, like, read up on, like, Larry Watson... Or, like, you know, those dudes back in the 50s and 60s... I was telling Zach the other day... Maybe not the other day, but like when I first started hanging out here. And I was telling him, I was like, dude, we're like pretty much living like a history book. Yeah. Like if there's someone hopefully out there who's interested enough in like custom culture of, of nowadays, this will be a part of it. Like, and I think some of us take it for granted and maybe like others don't, but it is kind of incredible. Like when you kind of just sit back and think about it because there's definitely going to be somebody out there who's going to be like, oh, yeah. I have to document this period of time. Yeah. Because we're living in one of the most interesting times, like... Yeah, we, we definitely are because the guys like me are holding on by a fucking thread, you know? Yeah. Where it's like, dude, what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what the fuck is going to happen What are you going to do? What the fuck are you going to do? Who's going who's gonna to inherit your old car? Who's yeah. going to be the next guys that are going to be into this kind of stuff? Who's going to be the next 14, 15, 16-year-olds, man? Because there aren't, there aren't any... I don't know any. Yeah. You know? 
I mean, I, I you used to see a lot of young kids into it, you know? Yeah. And um, you, you just don't, man. And then, um, you know, movies have changed the way they, they make movies. Um, and then so it has concert venues and music venues and music recording. Everything. I mean, yeah. music recording is now, you know, done more individually to where it's like, how does one become famous if you're in a band? Because yeah. before it would be touring and signing with a record label, a big one. Yeah. And signing with good producers and good recording re- recording it, studios that would make yeah. your shit. You know, it but it's like record. these people are all going away, dude, because there's no there's no capital anymore. Yeah. Everybody gets their music from TikTok or, you yeah. know, um, I don't even know. Dude, how do yeah. they get fucking music? Because yeah. they ain't playing new shit on the radio. Nah, dude. <laughs> Besides like Olivia Rodrigo and shit like that. But it's like, you know, I think about that and I'm like. You know, my kids, how they listen to music. I know Elsie does everything on iTunes. Yeah. So, dude, whatever are the days of going to the record store and, like... Looking for a record. Looking through for a record and looking at the posters and fucking talking to the guy that... The whole... The total music guy, you know? It's like, damn, who is that now? Yeah. Who is the music guy? Yeah. You know, it's like... Because I love music. I I love talking about music. And it's so rare, dude, that you meet people that... Like me and you, you know, like you you listen to a lot of music and you like finding obscure music. Oh yeah. And so do I. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, it's not like I'm fucking twenty or, or eighteen to twenty years old with all the time in the world to go dig around for new indie bands and shit. It's like, yeah. I, I don't do that. I can't. And then so it's like, how does my daughter do that? She yeah. can't do it. Yeah, it's. So it's like, what's happening? How are we gonna figure that one out? Yeah, it's almost like. That that was a form of like communication. Yeah, you know? it was like a scene. It was a it subculture. Was a scene, yeah, it a created scene, exactly. a subculture and it created commerce. You know, commerce. Yeah, and it created a scene and merchandise and w- where you need to be at the next time these guys play. It's yeah, like that yeah. shit ain't happening no more, bro. No, ain't nobody following bands around and shit like the Grateful Dead and shit like that. Yeah, no way. No. Yeah. <laughs> How the fuck are you gonna do that? <laughs> no First way. of all, you can't fly right now. Yeah, they're all fucked up and with the airports and shit with the COVID. Oh, yeah, and then driving is a motherfucker because the gas is so fucking expensive and traffic yeah. is a motherfucker. You know, so none of these bats are really yeah. playing anywhere. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's fucking crazy. So the level of like vagabond to bum, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, there's a fine line. There's a fine line right there. <laughs> you know, you can't be sleeping in your car because it's like, hey, motherfucker, get out of here. You yeah. know, or yeah. either that or you're gonna be part of that little bum community and fucking end up fucking addicted to meth or some shit. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. But, damn. Yeah, it is crazy. Yeah, and I, yeah. You know, I think about shit like that because it's like, I was watching that movie about Queen. Oh, but how when they recorded their songs and recorded this and how they were all very musically intellectual, dude, like educated. I never knew that, you know? Yeah. Like they were educated, bro. These guys are like the top notch musicians of the world. Yeah. You know, that had a ear for sound, how to create music that was fucking, that would stick, yeah. you know? So it's like, we don't have that shit no more, bro. There ain't no fucking... Look at what happened to Harvey Weinstein and shit. He's all <laughs> fucked up in jail for the rest of his life. Yeah. You know, what about the other dude? Uh, uh, what's his name? Fucking... The dude that uh, raped a chick and shit. Oh, Bill Cosby? No, no, not him. The other guy that was recording music. What was his name? The older dude? Uh, he recorded like Aretha Franklin and fucking... Yeah. I forgot I, his name, yeah, man. Me too. But, I know what you're talking about. Um, anyways, it's like, you know, there ain't no more dudes. Like <laughs> there 
there ain't no more dudes like that. Not around anymore, dude. Nah, dude. They're 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 scared. They're fucking scared, dog. Like, I ain't fucking bringing no little girls in here to record music. Nah, fuck that. 15, 16 year olds. It's like, fuck that. Yeah. But at the same time, but it's like, that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, that's a far reference from that. But what I'm saying is, like, it's it's changed, dude. Yeah. And I think it has changed everything. Yeah, everything around us. Everything. It, it, It just trickled. Yeah, it was a, it was a slippery slope. Yeah. One thing fell. It's kind of like the ecosystem. It makes, like in one of the documentaries I watched, it said like if shark, like they're fucking hunting sharks. Yeah. In Japan and shit. And they're saying like if, and sharks are like on the brink of extinction. And they're saying like if uh, in the the food, the food triangle, food yeah, triangle, if sharks are out of the picture, then it affects everything else. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like it affects humans. Yeah, and then we're fucking done, right? It's it's same. almost like it's yeah. the same as like bullies. Yeah, you yeah. need bullies. Yeah, you need them as much as we're trying to get rid of them and cancel them. Yeah, dude, how do you think people get created? How do you remember the movie Nerds? Yeah, Nerds versus like the Jocks. Yeah. It's like that shit is inappropriate now. You can't even make a movie like that anymore because it's like it's so inappropriate yeah. to like judge somebody by the way they look or you know because they're nerds yeah fuck these motherfuckers end up owning fucking all of cerno valley and shit or, or yeah, they Silicon valley, valley bro valley, dude. yeah fucking mark zuck and shit it's like <laughs> he was a nerd <laughs> you know yeah but you can't have you he controls everything now so it's like yeah. now what are we gonna do it's like motherfucker now you're killing the ecosystem because there ain't no fucking no you know fucking animal left yeah <laughs> literally dude yeah he's gone yeah yeah it's so now bad. nerds are just fucking they're like the fish homie they're just floating around fucking just, doing Causing chaos. Yeah. It's and there ain't no sharks left to eat them. Oh, man. There's not. To make them resilient. So it's like the same thing with, with like, rockabilly music, right? It's like, yeah, the whole, with rockabilly, there was, I remember there was, you see a lot of Confederate flags and stuff like that. And, like, you know, dude, it is what it, it is, what it is, man. You can't control what people did back in the day. No. And you can't control anybody, really. Yeah. You cannot tell somebody not to hate certain people that's that's what they do bro that's what they're gonna do exactly. you know what yeah. i'm saying very true you ain't gonna change people's fucking minds dude so it's like um you just need to figure out a way to coexist yeah exactly without disrupting the Everything ecosystem else. yeah 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 it's true so it's like when napster came out i think you know it's just like you know which is like you know I, i've never wanted to admit it but i, I fucking hate metallica bro I, I don't like metallica at all as much as you know, how popular I respect them and they're very popular and they're very commercial success. And they got a Mexican guy in the band that I don't even know if he really is. Is he Mexican? I'm the bass player. What's no. his name? I forgot his name. He's played for Suicidal Tendencies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was cool. All right. I'm like, oh, that's cool, right. man. They got a Mexican dude up in there. Hell yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> but then this whole thing with Napster happened and I'm like, dude, you guys got so much fucking money. Why are you going after this guy? Yeah, why are you? Why do you want to be the poster childs of, you know, the, the huge fucking music industry versus this these two guys yeah like i did that yeah yeah it's like why why did you why did you guys want to be that poster child for that yeah but um you know it fell Uh the whole music industry fell and so it's like damn now what do we do because tower records went away yeah and then the local music shops went away and then now you have like little indie vinyl joints you know but it's just it's not the same anymore man nobody's buying cds and shit no it's very rare you know i think yeah. there was like a time where it's like very commercialized like it's it's kind of like what we talked about with dane right like companies like urban outfitters and like forever 21 and shit are looking six months to a year 
of like what's him. So right now you're gonna have like a bunch of like people wearing like shit they would wear in like the nineties, yeah, seventies like and shit, right? Yeah, like the the girls wearing the mom jeans right mom now. Mom jeans and yeah. shit, you know, and like everybody like at some point wanted a Polaroid camera. And everybody, yeah. you know what I mean? Like everybody at some point was getting like records and like a record player and yeah. all that stuff. But then it's like, like and, then, and then oh, the best one is that dude did the cranberry fucking thing on the TikTok. Oh, the laundry? and brought back gay ass Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck, should have never done that. <laughs> but it's like just like that. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like they follow algorithms. It's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah. So dude does a TikTok, bring back Fleetwood Mac. Now everybody's into fucking Fleetwood Mac and everybody's listening to Gypsy. Fucking Gypsy and shit, yeah. Dreams <laughs> and all that shit. Like, yeah. Dude, come on, bro. We, they, they were doing just fine. Well, it's kind of like the same thing with like the car thing. You know, like... I think my first car show that I went to was in February. But since February to now, it's gone up significantly high. Like uh, more people out? Everybody fucking goes to these low rise. Yeah, because cars. of the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also like part of the pandemic, but it's also part of like, oh shit. Like, they get together at rallies on Sunday night. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they all get fucked up and they fucking hop. Like, yeah. I don't I want to do that. that uh, yeah, that so sounds it's fun. Like, and there's always going to be that, right? Like, yeah. The, the differentiation. And that, and, but, but you know what? That's cool. Yeah. Like, I, I've been there, I went there one time, and that shit is cool. You know what? Because these people are living. Yeah. They're yeah. living their lives, yeah. bro. And they're out there doing it, doing what they love, being around each other, not on their fucking phones. Yeah, enjoying, just what enjoying what's there. Yeah, and and communicating with each other out there. Yeah. So it's cool, man. Yeah, it is. You know, and then yeah, you get all kinds of cars out there and people out there, and ultimately that's what I realized that like you know we'll we'll figure out a way, man. People will always figure out a way. It's just gonna be some be navigating great. that we gotta get through, man. Because yeah. like I said, like. You know, I got into the growlers and shit, and like, those guys are fucking bad. Hell yeah. You know, and I found them without having to go to a record store. Yeah. You know, I I think it was from Sirius Radio. I I found them. Yeah. You know, there's and a then, way. Yeah, and then I I had Pirate Bay, so I went and downloaded all their fucking CDs and stole them. You know, like, <laughs> I shouldn't have. I should have supported them like a real. Should have bought a record. Yeah, I should have <laughs> <laughs> a record or a CD. <laughs> but then I got in trouble on Pirate Bay. I did get caught. So. <laughs> They shut my fucking Wi-Fi off for like a month. <laughs> oh, they, they sent fuck. me like a notice and they were going to fine me like thousands of dollars. Oh, well, I was like, uh-oh. That's okay, dude. Those fools were in debt anyway. This <laughs> <laughs> is not a problem. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the difference with Julian Casablanca's now, bro. They got hit. They he got, got, he got their back. Yeah, it's, it'll be good. Yeah. Everything will be fine. They got the strokes money, dude. Yeah. It's covered. But yeah, it is interesting, you know. It, full circle, right? Like, yeah. And that's what's... Well, let's hope that our our podcast, you know, brings it back and like people get excited to go discover new shit, you know, new yeah, bands think, and shit like that. I think it's cool. Cars. Yeah, hopefully, you know, it gets people like out of their comfort zone, try like pinstriping or sign painting. Yeah. Or, or even just going to a car show. Yeah, know? exactly. Approaching people with cars and, you know, trying to do that, do that as a hobby, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's... Uh, and I think one of the things, like, although it may be, like, it may seem intimidating, because it's kind of weird, you know, like, now everybody is kind of, and I'm, I'm guilty of it. Yeah. Like, we overthink things so much, 
of like going up to people or asking a question, stuff like that. Yeah. So hopefully it gives others like that courage to, yeah. you know, if you have a question or you, you're curious about something like going up and seeking those individuals who might have that answer for you, you know, without freaking out yeah. what the outcome might be. Even if they tell you fuck off, you know, at least you tried. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and that's cool, man. Cause I mean, look at, look at what you did. You did it, man. You took this class with me and then, you know, you, you didn't know much about pinstriping or how I was. And then it was like, damn, yeah. Look at all the shit I've been learning and look at everything that's happened just from taking that step. Yeah. The, you know, and I remember like, oh man, what, what if I'm, what if I'm not good? Or what if I leave, like leave a wrong impression? But yeah. You know what? It was, I, it's like I told Vic today, I was like, dude, you should take the class because literally changes your life. It's like yeah. a fucking one of those religious seminars. You know? <laughs> like Tony Robbins, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, tell, they tell you to take this or go to this three-day seminar because it'll fucking change your life. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. Yeah, we're going to walk on coals next time. <laughs> yeah. I'll, we're all going to walk on fire ayahuasca. and shit, dog. Yep, yeah. ayahuasca. We're going to sit here and sweat. <laughs> this is a Reverend Horton Heat trip. Yeah. Drink beer and, like, tattoo each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, get gets, sh- everybody gets a flying Everybody eyeball. gets shit face drunk and just tattoos each other. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's that funny. <laughs> um, yeah. No, that's cool, man. And, yeah. And that, that's ultimately what I like to put out in my classes. You know, when I, when I do the classes, because it's like, you know, I think we need more of that. I think people are shy and, you know, yeah. everybody just kind of in their own zone a lot, Reserved. man. Yeah. You know? I was watching um, one of those Disney shorts. Okay. And there was a show like that, bro. And it was like um, this guy. And he was he was in this building. And he wanted to go on a trip or something like that, right? But he was too scared. So he stayed in his little cubicle. And then, like, his his heart, I think. I think it was about his heart and his mind. They were, like, animated. Okay. And his heart was telling him, hey, let's go, man, let's go. And his brain was, like, thinking, like, no, dude, I, wanna, I don't want to lose my job. I want to retire. And there's all these things going off in his head. Yeah. And his heart is pulling him, dude. Like, no, dude. And so his heart gets sad. Yeah, yeah. His heart gets sad, and eventually his heart dies. And then his brain just kind of wakes up and turns around, and he sees everybody just miserable as fuck in a gray <laughs> office. And yeah. so his, the brain goes down to the heart and, and revives him. Revise him, yeah. pulls him, and then they go to the beach, and then they go water skiing, and then they go... And talk to people, and then I'll try this different stuff. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and then he just leaves, and it's like he didn't give a fuck. He just left his job and went to go live life. Yeah, and I think that that's what happens to us a lot, man. I think a lot of people get trapped in their own little worlds, dude. You yeah. know, it's like fuck, dude. I, I I miss that. I miss going out. I mean, especially after COVID, and just like having fun, dude. Like being at a bar and just. Making friends with everyone and just having a good time, dude. Yeah. You know, in general, everywhere, you know, it's like, fuck, let's just have a good time, man. Let's, let's, let's not look at the clock. No, oh, I gotta be home. I gotta do this. It's like, nah, dude, we're Same. chilling, man. We're having fun. Yeah. You know, it's like living. Yeah, it is. In the moment. It's fucking living, dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So to me, it's like, that's what this music and this whole, this whole scene does to me, man. It just makes me live. Yeah. Because it's like I'm, at, I'm, I'm around people that I love. I'm around cars. I'm around music. I'm around tattoo artists. I'm around pinstripers and painters and car builders and shit. And 
it, it's cool, man. Yeah. You know, I love it. It is. So. Yeah. No, it really is. And it's like those moments I like, you never forget, you know? It's like nah, this past dude. Sunday, like at the Cabrones thing. Yeah. Music. And it's fucking, it's, it's suede memories, dude, because yeah. in your head, you close your fucking eyes and you see suede and chrome. Yeah. And that's it, dude. Yeah, and it's badass. It's fucking bad, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. And that's so. what it is. They're, yeah, literally, suede memories. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Cool, man. Well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. So for next episode, we'll have, uh, who are we going to get on, David? Yeah, David. We're having David Aguilar. Aguilar. El Abuelo. El Abuelo. South Bay legend. Everybody knows him. He's out every weekend. He's a callejero. OG <laughs> callejero. Yeah. He's dude. out from Thursday to Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> All over after, San Diego. Every day after three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to have him. It's going to be a great show, man, because yeah. that guy's been around for 50, 60 years, from too. Japan. Yep. To Japan. Chicano Park. Paso Robles. Hoot Nanny. Moon Eyes. West Coast Customs. Just everywhere, man. Moon Eyes. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. So that's going to be a good episode. Yeah, it is. That one's going to be definitely one. Yep. A repeat one. Yeah, thanks everybody for listening to us and, you know. Yeah, the support. I appreciate the support a lot. I'm glad that everybody tunes in and there's going to be a new and exciting uh, new year coming up. We're going to do some big things, so. Yeah. Keep an eye out. Any feedback, you can email Suede Memories Podcast at gmail.com. If you guys have any builds you're working on, you want to send pictures of it, you can DM us at Suede Memories or send them to the email. Anything. Yeah, send them to Instagram. You can send them to me at SCSNRS. You can send them to LD, El Mojo Rising. And sweet memories. Sweet memories. Yep. Yep. All right, man.